Big Sloth. We don't buy athletes. Let me tell you something in case you don't know. Our football team, ranked in the top ten for the last eight years, has got a linebacker, a tailback, an offensive tackle, two safeties, and a quarterback, all recruited by friends of the program. I don't like football. They're all graduating this year. We're clean. My money is untraceable. It's been washed, scrubbed, laundered within an inch of its life. You got a future in politics, asshole. Why don't you run for office? These athletes generate millions of dollars for the university. What do they get? Nothing. What do you get? You get a multi-year contract. You get a six-figure shoe deal so your team can be a walking billboard. And that is all legal. And then you get another six figures for that lousy TV show. Get out of my face. We owe them this money. We owe it to them! everybody i'm joel murphy and i'm andy mcintyre and this is silver linings playback the podcast where we watch maligned movies and we find their silver linings and we are continuing our look at maligned sports movies with the single best example of college basketball recruiting cinema blue chips and with us to talk about it is uh, our good friend anthony leonelli welcome to the show anthony thank you for having me guys we we owe each other this money, so <laughs> we owe it to him. <laughs> He's so cranky, like even just in that clip, like he is so cranky in every scene. Well, and the thing irrational. is, like, and well, the thing is, like, you can make an argument. Happy's not wrong at all. Um, no, that's why I but, love that clip because I feel like everything he said, I agree with. <laughs> um. And also, I don't think there's any coincidence that Bobby Knight is in this movie because McNulty is just does Bobby Knight for an hour and a half. No, yeah, hundred percent. It, it was a, kind of a surreal thing to see them both at the same time. It was like those SNL sketches where they finally get the person. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he was definitely playing Bobby Knight dressed as John Wooden. Yeah, <laughs> right. I think the actually the wardrobe is one of the best things in this movie. I, I also one of my favorite IMDb trivia things was for the Bobby Knight stuff. Uh, you know, the, they just shot two games of like the two teams playing and Bobby Knight instructed his team to treat it like a real game. So they won both of them. The meaningless <laughs> cinematic games. Well, they we shot. have a backcourt of Bobby Hurley and Calbert Chaney in the early 90s. <laughs> and that's an easy right. game to win against a bunch of actors. <laughs> And Shaq well, and Penny Hardwood. Shaq and Penny. There's no reason that team should have lost. <laughs> I don't think they cared as much. It's not like they were playing the Houston Rockets. Yeah. As as a young aspiring basketball coach, I read Bob Knight's self-serving autobiography, which is if you want like alternate reality stuff, it's pretty great. <laughs> but he he talks about the blue chips thing, and uh, he had he had them like blow up the lob play to Shaq at the end of the game and then freaking was like furious because they were like out of film so they had to go get more film and like it's it's one of the better stories in that book actually i have a feeling that's one of the accurate anecdotes from that book because that sounds exactly like something bob knight would do yeah right well it doesn't um, even make him sound good except in his mind it uh, like it's not it's just right. a very him story it's not oh a, yeah like, i inconvenienced all these people yeah 
because they made me pretend to coach basketball for a probably a stupid sum of money. Yeah, right. And I, they put one of my players in the third lead of the movie for some reason. Right. Who was never seen again. Yeah. yeah. I also so the other IMDb trivia about him is that apparently he refused to put on makeup to shoot this. That also, also sounds very Bob Knight. Yeah, I 100 percent believe that. Yeah. Uh, I guess, I mean, we, I don't think there's much setting up that needs to be done, but I suppose we should set up this uh, plot a little bit, just if people haven't seen it or haven't seen it in a long time. I mean, I don't know. It's pretty simple. Like, college basketball coach doesn't want to buy players to win, then does, I guess. Then immediately changes his mind. <laughs> uh, well, is this like early 90s period where we were doing the like, gritty because the program is right around this time too yeah you know and, and everything that's wrong with college football mm-hmm. um you know allegedly and, and then they all like, fixed it <laughs> right and it's it's been perfect ever since yeah um, no notes <laughs> there's also this really weird thing going on in 90s sports movies where they're all very like pro owner and yeah. like anti-labor yes like, like if you watch like little big league or like the replacements like the owners are the good guys and the players right. are selfish jerks it's like yeah. it's, it's what, a really weird deal yeah which again i mean you already said it but like th- that's what's so fascinating about that clip from the beginning is jt walsh is saying every everything he's saying is the case for why you should pay ncaa right. basketball player right. but it's being said by the villain of the film and it i think we're meant to think that he's wrong right Exactly. Um, and now with NLI and everything, like it's closer to that. Like, yeah, you know, these guys can get compensated a little bit, but they don't have to point shave, obviously, four years right. prior. Yeah. Um, well, that's which the is a thing. bizarre subplot, too. Right. It, and it, this movie did not need the point shaving thing no. at all. Well, and the point shaving thing basically serves to like. It's like it's tipping the scale of like, well, they're taking bribes to play and it's sort of like they they right. maybe realized that wasn't convincingly going to make them look bad. So it was like, oh, and they're point shaving. They're also doing that. So that's why it's right. bad. Yeah. He's lost control of his program. <laughs> I think I think we can agree that point shaving is bad. Yes. Yeah. You shouldn't yes. point shave, yes. but you I don't. Yeah. Like, I'm, I think uh, we can also agree that you should pay people that are generating <laughs> millions, if not billions of dollars for your university. Yes. Yeah. I also think there is a good basketball recruiting movie to be made someday. And I think there is a good point shaving movie to be made someday, but they're not the (laughs) same movie. No, not at all. Yeah. Well, and I also, I I found that where I got annoyed at the end of this movie. I know I'm kind of jumping around, but because at the end he has his like network moment or whatever, he's just going to stand up there and he's going to admit that he was wrong and go into this whole long speech. But then he basically, he quits and we find out through very weird text at the bottom of the screen as if this is based on a true story, even though like every <laughs> the college is fictional, he's fictional, but we're going to pretend the that college, this is, it's the NCSA. So the league is fictional, but, the governing pre- body. but we're still getting the text at the bottom to update us on what these fictional characters ended up doing with their lives. But like how Senator John Blutarski. <laughs> yes, but like we're told that he just coaches 
high school basketball but i i'm like got so mad because i'm like this is what always happens with these college scandals is he's gonna walk away even though he admitted everything he walked away the school gets punished as it we were told that the school does and all the (laughs) the shack and penny hardaway they go to the nba like everyone who's involved in it leaves and then matt nover gets (laughs) for his uh (laughs) yeah for his uh actions he gets hurt and has to go run the family farm but yeah so it's like worth from dead would. But yeah, yeah, so this this end that's supposed to be his like come to Jesus moment. It's to, I just find it really frustrating because I'm like, yeah, you all you did was screw over this program that's now going to be punished right. for three years, and you left like you lit a match, walked away as the explosion was happening behind you. As always happens. Yeah, yeah all you all you did was ruin Bob Cousy's reputation. <laughs> yes, right. All you did was yeah ruin. Career-ending performance actor Bob Cousy's performance. Well, to to paraphrase another JT Walsh movie, all you did today was weaken a nation. So that was <laughs> yeah. There you go. And Nick Nolte's going to go coach some poor high school kids in like Crawfordsville, Indiana. Yeah, in Midlothian, Illinois. Which also then like, we're we're like six months away from that story coming out that he locked a sixteen-year-old in a closet for four hours or something during right. practice. And Gene Hackman is still coaching in that league from Hoosiers and they get right. a fist fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like it seems almost like uh Happy is gonna get some sort of comeuppance, but he just gets mad that he gets told like he's way too rich to get in any trouble whatsoever. Yeah. Well, like also, the also never get in trouble. They just it, say, hey, don't do that again. Well, yeah, like what? Because, yeah, I don't even know how that works. Like, what What would he who would get him in trouble? Like, what? Right. Yeah, what's going to happen to him? Like, oh, no, no you nothing. gave a car to a guy and then our team won. Like, oh, you have to not be around the program for yeah. X amount of time or yeah. whatever, you know. Right. Honestly, but. it's probably good recruitment for him because they, it basically told all future players who the guy is that you want to find. Right. <laughs> if you want to go to Western, talk to Happy Kuykendall. Yeah, which what's going on with that last name? Yeah, it's and, and why is it only in the credits? Right, <laughs> because I think someone said it out loud once on the set, and they were okay. like, "No, no, like, no, oh, cut it, oh, no, no." no, no, no. <laughs> Bill, even Bill Friedkin, who made the French Connection, was like, "That's too much." Yeah, that's over the line. That's that's, that's too on the nose. A movie that doesn't have any questionable <laughs> names for people in it. Yeah, what a cr- just what a crazy idea that it's it's William Friedkin that directed this movie. Yeah, that oh, is wild. When you see the names come up in the opening credits, it's like a Saturday Night Live sketch. It's like here's seven people that are not shouldn't be in a movie together. Right. It's like Nick Nolte. Okay, it's about him. That's killing the He's, Ed he's the hot new like, thing. Right. Ed O'Neill's in it. Which Ed also is the sports writer with a conscience for some yeah. reason. But also Robert I, Wool. It, like, it was a movie right. in the early nineties, so Robert Wool had to be in it. Well, especially a sports right. movie in the early nineties. Yeah. You're getting Arliss. Uh but yeah. no, I the Ed O'Neill thing is so fascinating because it's sort of like that joke of like I worked on that story for that whole time and then they just tweeted it out. Like he essentially he does all of this work and then he just asks the right. question and then <laughs> like, oh, shit, you're just going to confess. Oh, now? You're just copying to all of it. Wow. Right. Oh, good. Great. Because <laughs> we really had just smoke like I didn't actually yeah. have. <laughs> I, I like that. Ed O'Neill felt like the piece that was missing was his like Woodward and Bernstein role. Like, right. Yes. <laughs> I gotta get to the bottom of this. Right. All these kids Ugh. come into these 
spontaneous financial windfalls and then all go to Western. Also, like, but there's the, a like, missing surve- piece. What could it be? <laughs> also, where is he getting these surveillance photos? Yeah. <laughs> yes. How does he have photos of Alfre Woodard buying the house? Or take or no, not buying the house, taking the for sale sign down off of the house. Yeah. <laughs> Very strange. By the way, can I talk about what I think is my favorite, most ridiculous thing about this movie? Which is, so when we're getting all the recruiting stuff early and we're being introduced to all these characters, there's the scene where, where he's looking for players and this guy is like, I have a player and nobody knows who he is because he's in the military. Nobody's even recruiting this guy. And then it's Shaq. No, he's not on anyone's radar. No one has yeah. any idea. He's the <laughs> most coordinated seven foot two person that's ever lived. Yeah. <laughs> One of the also, most athletic have... big man in the history of the league. Yeah, the idea right, that so... like he could like it's like when you hear those stories of Andre the Giant just being in the French Alps right. and like a wrestling <laughs> promotion came by. Like, I don't care what his background is. I don't care like if he's it's his first time with a basketball in his hand. The first time he takes a shot, someone sees him and immediately signs him to a contract. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, full disclosure, and this might not bother other people watching the movie, but I am a college basketball coach for a living so my real issue with the whole thing is his season ends they go 14 and 15 or whatever now he's gonna go get his players for next year and i understand it's like how the movie has to function time-wise but like you're not signing the top three kids in the country in may after their (laughs) senior year yeah (laughs) right like you're not traveling the country scouring following a man named slick to louisiana like to find the best player in the country in june so yeah. that the, the time was it was fun for me i enjoyed that like some of the college basketball stuff it gets super right and then some of it it's just like nah, you've never you've never seen a college basketball game <laughs> yeah, Bobby so really didn't go to indiana he went to duke well, yeah <laughs> i love the 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 litany of like interchangeable 90s basketball players rex yeah. walters and chris mills uh as a Syracuse Orangeman fan uh, or Syracuse Orange fan, Keith Smart is the the one who eliminated yeah. SU from the tournament. The oh, yeah. first time they made the finals, he's on the Indiana team. It's, it's yeah, he's wonderful. also like twenty nine by that point. Oh yeah, at least. <laughs> but hey, guys, check. Knight takes yeah. care of his guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to decide that Bob Knight was responsible for most of this movie. Yeah, this is this is him just saying it's like, no, nah, that's not how you do it. And then you throw a chair and also sure you got your Bayheim cameo in there. So <laughs> fun uh, nostalgic story about this. Um, I actually was when I saw this movie in the theater, Jim ba- Jim Bayheim was in the theater as well. It was a screening in Syracuse. <laughs> that's incredible. So I was sitting like two rows behind him. So I had him sign like the little programs they gave out for everybody. <laughs> So I got I got a signature from him and uh, Syracuse stalwart John Walt or uh, yeah John um, John Wallace. Awesome. Also, yeah. Uh, so that was Who that was later ends exciting. up and he got game. Yeah, that's right. Because he got strange. hops, baby. He got hops. <laughs> what well, was like? Were they into it? Did they seem like they enjoyed blue chips? I, I don't think Bayheim's ever been into anything. <laughs> <laughs> like he he's just the most nonchalant and constantly perturbed individual in the history of sports. Yes. Yeah. He did tell me he liked my t-shirt one time. Hey, that's all right. <laughs> when I was coaching Green Mountain College and we had the run GMC t-shirts. <laughs> nice. Was, also, that's that's fantastic. Good. That's pretty good. <laughs> 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 but yeah, this I like this movie is just 
a wonderful time capsule for the early 90s as much as anything. Yeah, just all around. Yeah, both on the basketball side, but just, yeah, the actors that are in it. Just, Every, it's, yeah. it's just a rock star cast. It's <laughs> yeah. directed by Academy Award winner William Friedkin. <laughs> yeah. Right. You, know, you get right. And you get like you get legitimate good actors like that are asked to do very little. Oh, but. like everybody. There's all of the main speaking parts, with the exception of the assistant coaches, are all like really well-known, well-respected actors. Right. Well, even just no. like little parts like the dad that wants the tractor. I'm pretty sure that was Jim Beaver, right? Like that's the yeah. guy who like went on to be in Deadwood. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sheriff Shelby and Justified. He's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, like just wonderful <laughs> character actors in what is he has like two scenes. He's like, yeah, I need right. a tractor. Then I have a tractor. I think is his entire. Junior is uncredited in the movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. As the priest of a. Penny Hardaway's the priest slash principal of Penny Hardaway's college. Mary McDonald is always a delight. Oh, she's she's great. Yeah, she's and in that already, like John Sales company he has like, and then she made blue chips to probably like you know buy a vacation house or something. Right, yeah, but exactly. did you guys doubt her commitment to Sparkle Motion during this? Never so. once. <laughs> she was committed to making sure that Neon Boudot passed the SATs. What's also, that's our culturally biased? But like, I mean, that is a true fact. Also yes, true. Yeah, it's undebatably true. But also, since you guys brought that up, though, too, like, I, I couldn't quite get a handle on was the movie's position that he could have passed the SATs at any time, but he just didn't care. Like, I was trying I, to get I a gauge. So I think I that think was. Yes. The, yeah. But then, like, when he half choice. tried, he got a 970, which is not a great score on the SATs. Right. But it seemed like he but could have gotten. Right. Yeah. It seemed like he didn't need the tutoring, I guess. He just needed a reason right. to try. Like, he could have always gotten a 970, I think, because he well, knew. Like, also, yeah. if he served in the military, he took the ASVAB, which is a much harder test. Right. And they entered, and they uh, invaded the Persian Gulf for vacation. Right. So. Shaq is, is still though, even though he has no idea what he's doing, he's incredibly likable. Oh yeah. Shaq. Well, that's a, yeah. This was his first on-screen role, right? Like Shaq. Yeah. So yeah. this is besides this the Fushnikins music video for <laughs> "What's Up, Doc? Can I Rock," which is probably right around the same time. <laughs> probably a few months before he went on the set for Blue Chips. But for sure, someone was watching Blue Chips and was like, "We just found our steel," or you know, <laughs> yeah. Shazam is a go. <laughs> Hey, can we put him in a barn with a strangely fashioned basketball hoop? And because <laughs> sure. they don't play normal pickup basketball in Louisiana at like a rec center. No, no, no. Or, a, or at an outdoor court. No, this is some weird. The whole town club. goes to this strange, right? Fight club looking place to watch pickup. <laughs> but again, as a coach, I will tell you. If a man named Slick comes to you and says, I have a guy for you, you follow Slick. Oh, yeah. You go wherever he's going. <laughs> Come on, Slick. I'm yeah. ready. <laughs> uh, this movie is just this, the, some of those. And I don't know if this like is if it's getting to the silver linings or not, but like Nick Nolte's character using like, oh, I'm the, of course, I'm that religion as his angle to <laughs> yeah. get to each I, family. Yeah, I would definitely put that as a, a silver lining. Like that was my favorite game. And because the, the, what's the was it Jim Beaver? Like, who was it that actually called him out where it was like, are you Southern Baptists or yes, like Southern Reformed or Baptists? Baptist. Yeah. Like, he had the 50-50 shot. Uh, right. Because <laughs> remember, because <laughs> remember, as a white farmer from middle America, I'm super racist. <laughs> 
He yeah. starts dancing into the Pentecostal church. Like <laughs> Nolte, as miserable as he's playing, it seems like he's at least having a good time. Like, yeah, I also I miss Nick Nolte in my life. I do yeah. too. Yeah, it's it's been a while since. And man, he was everywhere in the '90s, and then yeah, he was oh, yeah. sexiest man alive <laughs> last yeah, year. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did see one of the other IMDb trivias for this is that he wrote a 200 page like breakdown of his character for this. Like he wrote a novel, like a novel. That's what it was. I would it was love a 200- to read Nick Nolte's Pete Bell story. <laughs> oh, man. If that, that book would I would read that right. You remember now. the old you remember the old ESPN sports centuries? Yeah. Sports century Pete Bell. <laughs> 30 for 30 Western U point shaving yeah. booster scandal. What if I told you? <laughs> oh, man. It's, called, no, it's, it's, just, it's 30 for 30. We owe it to him. <laughs> Nick Nolte, I heard him on a podcast one time. I don't know if it was Marin or what it was, but he talked about he played like five years of junior college football because in those days there was no like clearinghouse. So when he finished at one school, he'd just go to another one <laughs> and he'd just like find a way to miss the game where they played his old school. Like <laughs> he just played junior college football in Southern California for like many years. So that's Nick awesome. Nolte rules. Yeah. 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 He's, yeah. He's the hero we need. And he needs more work. I can't yeah. emphasize how cranky he is in this movie. Oh, he is curmudgeonly <laughs> to the nth degree. <laughs> and then he's like, Hey, Bob Cousy, do you think we should cheat? And Bob Cousy's like, no. And he's like, all right. Wink. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I, and he's I, like, hey, Bob Cousy, we just cheated. <laughs> yeah, because I think we can pivot pretty soon. But I do think like, yeah, let's focus a little bit more on because, yeah. So like the early part of this movie, he is so adamant. That scene that we played, he hates happy. Like he's so right. clearly like, I know we're running a clean program. That's what's right. important to me. What is the turn? Like, it just happens. Like, he just <laughs> decides, like, nope, that's it. Like, we well, got it. Do- after Bob Cousy's just draining free throws that he realizes, wait, we need some talent like that in order to win. Um, so, unscripted, too. Yeah, he was actually making all those. And yeah, and Nolte breaks character and says, Do you ever miss? <laughs> He's like, That's the point, man. Get the ball in the hole. <laughs> you tell him, Coos. Yeah, the Coos. But yeah, I mean, I guess I'm just saying, like, did it feel earned? Like, to me, it felt very arbitrary no. that it was like, no, now it is the like time. There's a missing scene. Right. It feels yeah. like there's a, right. Like <laughs> something got like, cut. Yeah, you expect like the Tarantino grindhouse, like scene missing. Yeah. Right. We just recruited Penny Hardaway, Matt Nover, and Shaquille O'Neal. Because it, I don't Larry think... Bird helped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which, yeah, Larry Bird on his property just, you know, like. It's like, oh, yeah, I, I know all of the good Indiana Hick basketball players. Dude, what is it? Salt Lick? Is that the it's French Lick? French it's French the real Lick. name of the town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was Larry's nickname was the Hick from French Lick. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That is a real that is a real thing. <laughs> um, weird aside, we, we practice at this gym at Hellenic College, which is a Greek seminary in Boston. Uh, <laughs> who shockingly, doesn't have their own basketball team. But the Celtics practiced there in the 80s. And the lone reason the Celtics practiced there in the 80s is because Bill Fitch, the coach, lived three minutes away and Bird lived four minutes away. (laughs) That's why it was their practice gym. That makes a lot of sense. You got juice, you got juice. Yeah. I mean, if you're Larry Bird in the 80s, you dictate where, when, how, and why everything happens. Right. And most of the how is just him being alone in his house 
<laughs> yeah. Doesn't want people to bother him. Yeah. You, you say what you will about that uh, winning time show, but I think they got Larry Bird exactly right. <laughs> I have yet to see it. I I, I got to bust up through it at some point, but I was thrilled to see John C. Riley play Jerry Buss. So. Yeah. <laughs> thrilled mean, to see John C. Riley do anything. That's true. Will Ferrell wasn't thrilled to see that, but that's no, a different that, podcast. That, that is also accurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not great for Will. No. Um, He's fine. He's doing okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, is there anything else specifically to malign about this movie, or I think it's like an okay try, but it just doesn't yeah. work. Like well, it's like I'm I'm not like angry. Like it's like if it's on, there's a few scenes I'll pop in for, but it's uh, it's not good. I think it's just <laughs> no. like it doesn't it doesn't have a clear perspective. Like I don't think it has a clear take. I think everything is there that this movie could have worked, but it just doesn't. It doesn't know what it's trying to say about this. So it's just and, right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, cause like it's also paced super weird. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't like help the final game. And I looked up and I'm like, there's like eight more minutes in this movie somehow. Yeah. And then also only sports movie I've ever seen where there's no halftime in the climactic game. Right. Right. Yeah. They just roll straight through. So that's, that's a choice. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing I had written down, cause I don't know if it'll come up in any other way, but did anyone else think there was going to be like a Pete Bell in Vietnam scene? When all on the watchtower dropped in. I mean, I always, yeah. <laughs> I always assume that as soon as yeah. that needle drop, needle drops, yeah. right. you're going to start flying. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is why Pete Bell's like this. <laughs> it's having a flashback. He's arguing yeah. with the quartermaster at Quang Tri. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I think this goes in the maligning portion is uh, like the post game speech he gives uh, after the first game and the beginning of or the last game yeah. of the previous season. He's like, y'all suck. You're a bunch of losers and I hate you and I wish you were dead and you're the worst right. kids ever. Like, and then he's like, they were the best. I was like, oh, I love these kids. Yeah. They can't play, but I love them. Opinion, right? he just, so maybe that's a, very consistent that he just never right. holds to an opinion, that that is actually a consistency of the movie. Also, uh, when he was rolling the French lick with the Creedence blaring, I was concerned John Polito was going to be following him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a scout for Eastern. Yeah, right. Yeah, why wasn't the rival Eastern? That would have made so much more right. sense. Coast. Like Coast. Coast, yes, they played against Coast and the non-existent Texas Western, which is now right. uh, Utah. Wait, um, the casino got a check from this one, too. Yeah. Actually, can I... I don't even know if this is maligning. This is just confusing, though, before we pivot to... Why did he show up at his ex-wife's house with game tapes to try to watch them? What was that scene? That's their did weird. He forget game. he wasn't married. Did he meet the first opinion again? <laughs> yeah, like I, I couldn't figure that out. Like it was. I mean, the scene itself was delightful enough because, again, they're both like you get the relationship. But I'm just watching it, going like, why is he here? <laughs> why did he bring tapes? And why is he putting? Why does he her... let him in? <laughs> yeah, and he's just like yeah. gonna pop the tapes in her VCR when they're divorced. <laughs> And also, oh. apparently, the only thing that Mary McDonnell knows ab that's vital to the game of basketball is rebounding. Yeah. Uh, Which rebounding is important. Don't yeah, get me wrong. She's gone on record, I think, in real life as being very pro rebounding. Okay. <laughs> so. That makes sense. Um, I also like when he goes in the tape, the closet full of VHS tapes. That gave me PTSD from like my early <laughs> years coaching when we still had to find things on VHS tape and mail them to other colleges. Yeah. Also, with the, with the point shaving thing, I don't. This might be dipping into silver linings, but 
I love how obvious it was. Like, like it became very clear that what was happening, but it stays with it so long. It keeps cutting yeah. to him. Exactly. And to the left. Yeah. Back and to the yeah, left. And it's like closer and closer on like the past. Like he's, no, back up. Hold on. I need the past to nobody. And then he's like, like he's getting sweatier. Like that scene was so ridiculous. The one dynamic that's great in that scene though, is the two assistants arguing with each other. Cause one guy brought in Tony and the other guy was like, like, ah, this is what I was coaching at such and such. And he's the right. one that's like, ah, yeah, he's dirty. <laughs> like that, that I get a hundred percent staffs a lot of the time don't like each other at all. <laughs> so yeah, that's accurate. That rang true. <laughs> uh, so yeah, what, so let's pivot to the silver linings of this. Uh, Alfred Woodard and JT Walsh. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Alfred Woodard and JT Walsh. Was, I don't um, think we said I'm that on the show. McDonald in there as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mary McDonald and Nolte. I mean, yeah. you gotta love the Nolte. Uh, honestly, the I whole cast. Watch. Yeah, the whole cast is great. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't think we said that on the air, but that was what I texted to Andy while I was watching it. <laughs> like those are that's, the that's two that was during the credits when those names came by. Yes, yeah, it was before the. Like I think before either one of them, yeah, had even shown up. I just knew they were gonna because I mean, it, you know. Yeah, Alfred Woodard, who doesn't have a lot to do, but I Nothing. did. I did love just how matter of fact she yeah. was. Yeah. Just, the only movie she has less to do in is Captain America: Civil War. <laughs> but I mean, she she makes a she meal of that it scene there too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna throw for a silver lining. I'm gonna throw Mary McDonald in there as well. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I would watch. I would 100 watch a um, a Pete Bell Mary McDonald uh, like courtship movie. <laughs> I, I will pitch I would watch the Rudy-esque where she is John Favreau movie with her and Shaq where she really has to where the entire movie is just from the perspective of her preparing him for the SATs I would watch I, that I movie like that. Yeah. that'd be good that'd be real good I'd watch that too I, I would even watch a movie of them reconnecting and rekindling their romance in their twilight years you know, oh, just, like they're just yeah. they're just now it's just now. Let's make it on, in on blue for chips 2023. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We call it gray chips because now. <laughs> uh, fun fact, uh, my my partner, Brittany, had never seen this movie or nor heard of it. <laughs> so whenever that happens, I ask her to give me a pitch with just the title. And she came up with a delightful story about a family Mexican restaurant. <laughs> and. Love it. Is, I, I would probably it would be pretty great. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. I'm all in. Um, I know the, the scene. One of the scenes I really love the recruiting scenes. I thought were just bananas and fun. But like when Nick Nolte draws up a play with Alfre Woodard and family. Yes. Yeah. And just the way that like she just with all of just the I don't have time for this crap. Though just the way she holds that cigarette in her mouth through the whole thing. <laughs> yes. It's just like um, just such the best less is more acting. Yeah. This is another note I have is um our guy Pete Bell and Knight draw up uh plays like constantly during the game as if these guys have never seen them before. <laughs> yeah. That's also not a thing that happens. <laughs> no. You're going to go over here and then you're going to do this and you're going to do that. You, you do that before usually. Right. Right. You usually have a couple of set, a places. You have some sets, you know, yeah. <laughs> you might, you might make an adjustment on them, but it's never I, like, Hey, I will say uh, one of the guys I coach football with, I've never seen a coach be able to like essentially draw a play in the dirt and have kids run it better than this guy. That's he awesome. was like, like he was just really good at being like, no, you do this, you do this, you do this. It was all like, you know, routes that they'd practice and all things they sure. do, but he would but put it together it. and in the moment and the kids would run it and it would work. Uh, like it was, 
one of the best I've ever seen at that. But yeah, every other time it's we always have a play. It's yeah. it's something we've we've run through in practice. And then the other one is with the church thing we talked about earlier. And again, just side side anecdote, but a decent one. When I first got the job at this tiny little college in Vermont, it was my first head coaching job. My first recruiting home visit was with a kid in Waynesboro, Virginia, which is this weird like mountain suburb of Charlottesville. And I went down in a suit. It was like a million degrees talking to the family, whatever. Then it was time to eat. And mom made this like wonderful, like Southern spread. And uh, I'm a pretty hardcore, long time, non-practicing atheist. And uh, they hit me with coach Lee and Ellie. Do you want to say grace? Oh no. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, <laughs> I just, I'd seen enough movies that I knew how to put together a somewhat respectful a blessing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I like but to create a six pound, eight ounce baby Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> I'd seen enough movies where I was like, uh, all right. And we got that kid. So there you go. Hey. Nice. <laughs> and then it was all worth it. <laughs> exactly. I, I liked TV as a running joke. The, oh, the TV nice. class like really amused me. And they used it like just the right amount of, you know, get him a tutor for TV all of that right. was just, yeah, just because it, it sounds like the perfect is... blow off class that the kid is struggling. in. Right. Tony's failing TV. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just love that, you know, Tony gives lines like, man, it's a hard class. You don't just watch the tube. And then Nolte repeats that line to someone else. Yeah. Yes. To get him a tutor is just uh, very good. It was very uh, big Lebowski in that regard. Yes. Right. Here's one thing. And then just regurgitates it. In somewhere the parlance else. of our times. <laughs> You know, yeah, I think it, yeah, I think it did some the, of the. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, you go. Go for it. No, I was just going to say it did a lot of that stuff uh, well early on. The um, Like we were saying with the recruiting stuff, there were some really solid jokes like built into the early stuff that then paid off like and kept coming back. Maybe up. the funniest joke was when Jerry Tarkanian said he couldn't get a kid in academically. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk some inside baseball joke? Like that is that's a great joke. <laughs> like that's an that's a, that's a great joke if you know that understand that premise is right. Most of the jokes of all time. Uh and Derek Tarkanian being one of my personal heroes. That was oh, of course was a big Tark fan the shark of man. Um my favorite quote of him was the NCAA is so mad at Kentucky it just put Cleveland State on probation for three years. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, from that, I think it's from the same scene. And this just like, even when I've like had banter with other high school coaches and things like that, where they're like, oh, you don't have no, you know, you know, you couldn't use this kid. Could you use him? Oh, I could probably find a place for him. <laughs> I don't think George Raveling has a line either. I think he just sits there. The entire yeah, I think time. that's right. It's like, he's a pretty big time coach. Right. But you know, they, they get, Bayheim gets a line. Patino <laughs> obviously coaches in one of the games and. And, young Catino, very Rick young Catino. Yeah, the the slick back hair was real at that point. I think pre Colonel Sanders suit, Rick Catino. <laughs> right. Uh, gotta oh, love man. Rick Catino. Um, but like this movie, like it, it did seem, and one of the things we've talked about a lot in the show, but it did seem like everybody seemed like in the movie, like they seemed like they were enjoying themselves. You know what I mean? Even yeah. as curmudgingly as as uh, Nick Nolte was playing the part. But like it seemed like people were having a good time making this movie. Like that seemed like there was at least a sense of joy. And everyone it. was trying. Like Friedkin yeah. was trying. Like he yeah, he was. Stuff. And like you know, yeah. no one was mailing it in. It just it's just not. Yeah, Friedkin who hadn't had a hit since Exorcist. <laughs> right, right. 
Like it just didn't quite. Although I did like Ronan. Yeah. Ronan's pretty sick. Right. I mean, this is, it's going to, I don't know. This, this is probably going to sound like a backhanded compliment. Cause I guess that it is, but this movie very much has the veneer of a prestige movie. Like you watch it and it feels yeah. like you can tell that it's made by a director who's, who makes prestige dramas. Like it, it looks like it, it feels like it, even though you're kind of like, is this working? But it like, it, it's it, like, there's a lot of sizzle to it. There's a lot of like yeah. aesthetically, I think it's there. Well, and it was in the, that period of the 90s, too, where, like, you know, a lot of movies got made with that, like, middle budget and that middle, like, and yeah. then just kind of existed and went away. Yeah. And, like, at least this has a couple scenes that, like, like I said, if it's on TV, I'll be like, oh, hey, Bob Cousy's going to try <laughs> <laughs> Bob Cruz is going to try to act. Great. <laughs> I, I, that is only, I mean, that's like the choice that it makes, though, too, is like, yeah, to have all it, it kind of reminds me of The Wire a little bit where it's like we're going to populate the world with the real people and it's going to be a real mixed bag of like. <laughs> well, this is my legitimate silver lining uh, for the movie was it's the first one that I know of that instead of trying to make actors play basketball, just cast basketball players and have them try to act. Yeah, which is now yeah. you know. Then Spike did it with He Got Game, and then even up through the Sandler thing that just came out. Like it's right. It's how you do it now because yeah. it's really hard to make non basketball players look like basketball players. Right. right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I immediately pictured Michael J. Fox shooting baskets. Yeah. And dribbling, or my favorite is Leonardo DiCaprio in the Basketball Diaries, yeah. dribbling at his forehead. Yes. Like. Yeah. And he's the best player in New York City. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the like the and like the basketball scenes were good, you know. Like oh, it's yeah, you know it was it was good basketball. I mean, granted they They're had, shot cool too. Yeah, yeah. and, 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 it, and it's it shot good. like a movie too. Like it's not trying to mimic like the TV production or anything like that. Right. Yeah, it's very cinematic. The uh, basketball well, and, they, and they filled the. It was a high school gym in Indiana, which is great that their high school gym is that big in Indiana. Yeah, but they legitimately <laughs> filled it too for right. the two games, and they played to you know to entertain people, which is cool. Yeah, I just love how freaking out of place Matt Nover is in this movie. Right. It's like one of my favorite things. It's like, um, Kenny, Shaq, Matt, Matt Nover. Nover. <laughs> you know, he can't act either. No, he's the he's, worst actor of the three. Right. <laughs> By a significant margin. Yeah, it's like, like I can't Rex think of a single didn't want any of that. Right. Like, exactly. Get, like, you know. There wasn't another great white hype. Like, what was Wally Zerbiak up to? You probably could have gotten Montross's him Eric agent didn't get back to him? <laughs> I mean, hell, Leitner was the right age. He was came out the same right. year as Shaq. He could have been the white boy. Cherokee uh, Parks, even. Yeah, there, there's plenty. <laughs> Heck, why wasn't Bobby Hurley the guy? I guess because Penny was the point guard and Bobby right. was five foot four. So, um, but yeah, like, it, it's just it's just funny that like this guy who was never going to be anything but a college basketball player gets to right. be one of the guys in the movie yeah um it's just or just it's so amusing to me and that also sound that's probably more backhanded than your comment that the movie had a, <laughs> a prestige picture veneer but that, it just it just makes me smile when i think about matt nover has been in a hollywood movie <laughs> yeah, and like has scenes with nick nolte <laughs> right his acted opposite nick nolte has been directed by william friedkin <laughs> you know Shared the court with Shaquille O'Neal. Actually, well, I guess Indiana did beat LSU in Shaq's uh, final That's college right. game. But Noah was like a decent player in Indiana. He was, he yeah. He, he wasn't Calvert Cheney. No, but I mean, he was, yeah, like he was a starter on an elite D1 program. Like he, he's right. a good basketball player <laughs> in terms of the universe. So he screwed yeah. up his knee and now. Right. 
Now he's running the family farm. Right now he's back in French Lick. <laughs> uh, by the way, you reminded me of another silver lining, which is just a piece of trivia. But the the gym, the high school gym, was the Frankfurt High School gym, and I just love that they are the Frankfurt Hot Dogs. Is the name of the real <laughs> high school team that plays there. Oh, I know where I want to get my next coaching job. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. High school in Maryland. Yeah, high school, the gumption to call himself, you know, any. And just to give you an example of that. So uh, I, I teach and coach at a place called Reservoir High School. And there were two choices that they were debating on for uh, the mascot for the school. Dogs. Uh, there, there was the gators that we ended up picking, <laughs> and the other was the retrievers. Where see, we would have been the reservoir dogs. Yeah, see, that's that what you should have gone. You should have gone reservoir dog. Because in because like um, you have Tim Roth actually was going to coach your soccer team. See, you want to look right? Exactly. He's going to be. He's, and our color was going to be orange. <laughs> and Harvey Keitel is going to be your trainer. Yeah, exactly. You're going to be okay. <laughs> You're going to be okay. <laughs> Don't say that. You're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, I was just picturing Tim Roth on the sideline like, take the fucking shot. <laughs> Come on, Larry. I'm fucking dying here. Um, just no, apropos of nothing, but I'm on a movie podcast right now talking about a sports movie. So I'm going to throw this out there. The fact that all the, I mean, John Cazale died, but all the Corleone brothers played football coaches. No. Except for Robert Duvall, who is the most <laughs> best suited to do so, has always bothered me. <laughs> Duvall's still with us, right? Yeah, He's still yeah, alive. Yeah. So there's still time. We could we yeah, can still make it happen. some weird like Barry Switzer movie or something. <laughs> oh, but the fact that, that Michael and, and Sonny both played football coaches, but yeah. Tom Hagen somehow didn't. Sorry, that's completely unconnected, but it's been bothering me for years. No, I think I think it needs to be put on on recording on the record, yeah. everybody know it needs to be it needs to be well known <laughs> <laughs> yeah I sorry mean, for derailing things that no, I, mean, no, no. I, did, I was honestly Jimmy just thinking play, about he, it yeah i guess he did play coach. he also you know played brian piccolo but yeah and when he played the coach in the program oh that's right is, yeah which is the 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 brother movie to blue chips real yes they are they are they are in the same family for sure it would be a fine double feature of <laughs> nonsense <laughs> I'm sure that DVD, you could buy that DVD at Walmart in, the, in 1997. <laughs> oh, yeah. The two of them, for sure. Yeah, that was, that was for sure a Walmart two-pack and special. I'm like, as a basketball coach, like a little bit bummed of basketball's representation in cinema because there aren't many good basketball Yeah, Yeah, there's really not. At all. Yeah. And, like, outside of Hoosiers, there, are, it's, there aren't that many, right. like, really. And Spike kind of ruined Hoosiers for me with his Hoosiers is super racist article. So... Yeah. I'm... <laughs> You he's know. not wrong right. and I love white men can't jump but after you watch it for the second time and you realize Wesley Snipes has never seen a basketball in his life <laughs> it's a little more difficult that is yeah, a great movie though it is, it is yeah. an awesome movie oh, I love yeah. that one that yeah. yeah and I mean I, I it's got its flaws we might even be able to do it for the podcast but I love he got game he got game is good I think it's too good yeah, for this podcast I think he got game is good it's, it's a yeah. little long and the Aaron Copeland music was a choice but it's uh, it's really good yeah, yeah it's it's I and you know, I mean, it's my man Ray Allen, my man John Wallace. It's got basketball players playing basketball players. Right. Thanks. You know, See, blue chips crawled so that he got game could walk. <laughs> he got game could walk. That's the silver lining right there. Right. That we yeah. did. But yeah, yeah there, there really just aren't those those basketball movies that are, like were and like when you think about just sports from like a viewing perspective, 
basketball is about as exciting and cinematic as anything. Yeah. You know, with like last second shots and drama and all oh, that. Yeah. Like I'd say there's there's more drama in the average basketball game than there is in the average football or baseball game. Yeah, sure. especially at the end, because I feel like that's always the tough part in sports movies is like you need a, an right. exciting ending and basketball usually has them, you know, more than, has them a lot more often. Yeah. yeah. You coach football. You know, how many times have you seen absolute torrential movie rain in a football game? But it happens in every football movie. Oh, every football yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, no, first rain in this. Yeah. <laughs> let's have them play a real mud mud bowl. Uh, always. Yeah, always, always, always. And like. What's also the whole Cinderella story that's like basketball, that's NCAA tournament, like that the language right. of it is built into basketball. Right. And yet there's we, no NCAA tournament movie, right. like, you know, like yeah. that there's not a movie about like George Mason's run to the final four. Right. Or, Nova or my red. alma mater of VCU. We could right. easily. Yeah, they made a run that one. Well, they're making, a, a they're making a Valvano one. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. Ray that's... Romano is playing Jim Valvano. Oh, which wow. It could be an <laughs> abject disaster. But it feels like they did that just because that's up. really fun to say. Never give up. <laughs> Whatever you do, that's a good day. Like, that's Never Dr. Seuss casting. That's right. <laughs> Brad Garrett plays the other coach. Everybody loves Valvano. Yeah. Everybody loves Jimmy V. He plays Denny Crump. <laughs> Denny Crump. Oh, man. Yeah, that I mean, Ray Romano does look like Jim Valvano a little bit, but right. still a strange. Yeah, it's, that's an, that's a choice when it, we all know it yes. should have been Adam Driver. I mean, let's <laughs> let's let's be honest here. <laughs> Which also is, okay. Driver's another guy that's tall, right? Like, I think he actually is one of those actually he, tall. I think he's actually tall. Yeah, he's yeah. An actual tall. Human. I kept thinking of who else could have played the Nolte role in this. And they had Ed Harris and Chris Cooper. I would have watched yeah. either of those auditions. I would, I would definitely yeah. watch Ed Harris. <laughs> I could have watched Chris Cooper also play the JT Walsh if perhaps, perhaps yeah. busy partying with Nicholson and they couldn't get him, that Chris Cooper could have been happy Kuykendall. <laughs> yeah, but look, at this era, if you can get JT Walsh, you get JT Walsh. No, you Walsh. get JT Walsh. Yeah, there was no one better. That the- yeah, JT <laughs> you Walsh. want a really creepy scene at the beginning of Sling Blade, you get JT Walsh. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot. Yeah. Ball, Man, I... I just want to say it again because I feel like we we moved on too fast. JT Walsh is one of my favorite that guy actors of all time. Like oh. just oh, yeah. top, yeah, yeah, like, top top five dead or alive. Yeah, yeah, five. just yeah. super value added to everything he ever did. Like, yeah, big fan. And I I just love that. Like, literally every report is that he was the sweetest human being in the world. Yeah, yeah. That like he was the angel on Jack Nicholson's shoulder. Like that they were <laughs> right. best friends. And yeah. like it was JT Walsh keeping him on this list. Like it's like, no nah, Jack, you know, you're you're too good an actor. We need to keep you going so you can keep giving it to the world. And well, was, and then was- Kevin Pollock has talked at length about like that's who we learned how to be a character actor from and yeah. like stuff like that. So I think what we're saying awesome. is a few good men is a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> there's one thing to take away is that a few good men is awesome. And you should yeah. go watch it. And yeah. Matt Nover should have played uh, <laughs> Keeper Sutherland's role. <laughs> I was thinking Keanu, or I was thinking uh, Tom Cruise's part. Oh, nice. Just go for it all. <laughs> yeah, just just put him in Tom Cruise's role. You can put Tony in for Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> You can't handle the truth. <laughs> okay, so the cast of Blue Chips has to do a production of A Few Good Men. And the cast of A Few Good Men has to do Blue Chips. <laughs> so Shaq and Nicholson swap. 
obviously. Yeah. It's the Shaq Jack swap. That's what you got to do. Yeah, of course. Kevin Bacon plays uh, Benny Hardaway. I mean, yeah. Nicholson's oh, a big sure. basketball fan, isn't he? So he is. Yeah. And a huge Laker fan. So he'd have been, I think he'd have been down for it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, except uh, Bob Cousy doesn't switch. He stays. <laughs> <laughs> he plays the AD for Western University. <laughs> No and, also the, and also the judge at the court marshal. <laughs> <laughs> you will address me as because I know I've earned it. <laughs> He's still uh, alive, by the way. Bob Cousy is still alive. Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we did it, right? I think we did it. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I, think, I think we did. I think we got there. I mean, we've been... We've been riffing and, and shucking and jiving enough, but I think we definitely found the silver linings. Um, yeah, I think it was a good try, but ultimately it yeah. was like the 14 and 15 season. It was, yeah. you know, they worked real hard, but they just, they weren't good. Enough. Yeah, we didn't enjoy it in the moment, but when we look back a year from now, we're all really going to those kids romanticize. Right. I love that movie, movie but I love those actors. I love that Matt Nover. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I hope um, Matt Nover hears this. I do too. <laughs> I mean, you, you know he's gonna. He has a keyword, uh, a Google keyword search for alert sure. for uh, blue chips. I will hashtag <laughs> Matt Nover it when I put it up. For yeah, sure. yeah, 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 hundred percent. Which also, if you if you're listening, if you want to come on the pod, open invitation for sure. Yeah, Matt Nover, welcome. We'll, we'll talk we about like whatever you want. This, he did it like deep dive into like heavy film criticism. Yeah, and like, he wants to like. He doesn't want to talk about any of the movies you're watching. He wants to talk about like Kurosawa. <laughs> okay, look, we'll you're right. coming back, and then whatever he picks, the four of us are all going to watch. That's the deal. <laughs> <laughs> that is the deal. So, Matt Nover, if you're listening, and we know you are, uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> we'll be doing Reds by Warren Beatty with Matt Nover. <laughs> oh man. Oh, um, man. Before we go, is there, I don't know, is there anything you want to promote or, or point people towards or say? Hey, yeah. if, if people want a small college basketball team to root for out of their region, mm -hmm. uh, FisherFalcons.com, Fisher College, located in Boston's historic back bay. <laughs> and we play NAIA basketball and uh, we'll be better this year than we were last year. Yeah, there you so, go. But you love those kids from last year. I love those kids. They, they gave me their all. <laughs> I've actually just been talking to our version of a booster, which at our level means we get free subway occasionally on the road. And we stay at the Holiday Inn Express in College Park when we play Washington Adventist. Nice. Yeah. So, there you go. All right. All right. So awesome. Thank you for having me, guys. Uh, Anthony, thank fun. you so much for doing this. No, this is a delight. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. This is so much fun. <laughs> and pay those kids. Yeah. Yo, it to him. <laughs> Silver Linings Playback is a production of HoboTrashCan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on Apple Podcasts. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. We have to ask. It's a podcast where we answer the question Are you going to eat that? What will you leave behind? Why get out of bed? Will you be our neighbor? I'm Marty. And I'm Jonathan. We're two hosts. Infinite Universes. We Have, have to ask. ask. New interviews every Tuesday. Find us on iTunes or online at wehavetoask.com or with the other great podcasts on the Peaksloft Network at peaksloft.com. Peaksloft.